This is Gridiron and Grits. Just two men talking about sports and food. Now, here are your hosts, the Jinx Man and Johnny Smokes. Welcome, Saturday morning edition of Gridiron and Grits. I'm the Jinx Man, he's Johnny Smokes. Welcome to edition 4.0 of this show. We thank you for being with us today. We've got a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. And of course, always a lot going on in the world of food. We'll get into that too. For now, John, let's get started. Now you, I just want to dive in real quick. Now, some sports shows don't even touch this, but we're not like other sports shows because we believe um, in in the power of entertainment. And that's what we're going to talk about right now is all elite entertainment. You were able to... Go and enjoy a little wrestling show lately, like recently, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was able to sneak down, or really up, yeah, uh, to Huntsville, Alabama, uh-huh. at the Von Braun Center there in Huntsville. The Von Braun Center. The Von Braun. And apparently Von Braun Center's been around a while. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the uh, the old Boutwell, but they just keep kind of adding to it and building it up, and it's it's an arena now instead of an auditorium. Oh, so anyway, is this um, the first time you've been there since seeing Lee Greenwood? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Oh, you've been to a few shows. No, I've been to a few. I've been okay. to a few shows there. Um, I may or may not have seen Travis Tritt there. I mean, anyway, I'm a fan of the venue. Yeah, and we'll get to that later. Okay, a lot of it has to tie to food. All I right. mean, I surprise, like I like surprise, it. surprise. There you go. I knew it'd come back to the belly. Um, so AEW. Anybody not familiar? With AEW, AEW is a sports promo. We've talked about AEW before. We did. We talked about Tony Khan. Um, his dad owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and kind and AEW kind of, kind of being the only competition for WWE at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they brought their show to to Huntsville. But the significance, Steve. Here's the significance: uh-huh. is it was Sting's last regular show appearance before his final match on uh, tomorrow. So so tomorrow is the final match. Yes. So AEW Revolution, the uh, the pay-per-view is going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, and that is his final match. Man, so final match of all. That's what they're billing it as. I, listen, you and I both know wrestling. Yeah. And we both know these guys never retire. They're let's not be, reti- let's, Look, let's I mean, be honest. Just as soon as you said that, my mind flashed back to something I scrolled across as I was thumbing through Facebook. And it said earlier, I think this was yesterday I saw it. It said Sting versus, you ready? I'm ready. Who? Oh, I'm sorry. Hulk Hogan in WrestleMania. That was a rumor. That this happening. year. That ain't happening. I'm just saying. They they never retire though. No, they'll never retire. So I mean, they, they they basically you know quit. So so you got to see Sting though. I mean, Sting for those. I mean, people that are are wrestling fans know who Sting is. But for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about. If Sting. If you watch Saturday Night NWA, which turned into Championship Wrestling, which turned into World Championship Wrestling, through that whole span of years, you saw two two faces. Mm-hmm. Okay, you saw many more faces, but you saw two that whole span of years that stayed through and through with that company. For for the longest until yeah. basically WWE bought him out, and you're talking about Sting and Ric Flair. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, and um and so Sting and Ric Flair, it was kind of you know in, during the heyday, it was it was kind of the young guy versus the older guy. Mm-hmm. Um and and Sting, you know, had the bleach blonde hair just like Ric Flair had the bleach blonde hair, and they were duking it out over the uh, the world championship. But Sting, is Sting always a baby face? Did he ever go? 
Yeah, he, he went NWO. Okay. Uh, he All went right. NWO for a while. He was part of the the Wolf Pack era uh, okay. for the NWO. So yeah, I mean you could say he did, but it, mainly he was mainly he he was mainly babyface the whole time. Um, He's been a crowd favorite for years. I mean, yes, he really has. Yes, and even when he was with the NWO, I mean he was still a yeah a crowd favorite. Sure. Um, but I for me, I like the sting with the colorful face paint. Yeah, a lot better than the uh, the black and white face paint sting, and he stuck with the NWO sting throughout when he went to TNA, mm-hmm. when he went to Impact, and now that he's at uh, AEW, he's he's basically stuck with that. It's either red, black, and white, or black and white okay. face paint. All right, so he's never brought back the colorful yeah. half face stuff that when he know, had the yellow hair with the with the yeah bright <laughs> yellow hair. That Sting uh, used to do. So, yeah, Sting was there. Ric Flair showed up. He did. It's always cool to see. Probably not a chance Flair is going to jump back in the ring and in, 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 in a match anytime. No, but he took a bump. He did. I he, noticed. I mean, you know, he, he took a bump. He you fell gotta, down. You wow. got to give him a little credit How for that. How old is Rick? I mean, he's 80? Yeah, got to be 80. Yeah, he's pushing 80. I did watch so. it because I knew you were there, and, and I'm not a I'm not an AEW watcher uh frequently but i did watch it because you said you were going to i was trying to look for you on the on the tv never saw you but you were there i just missed out yeah yeah i did it what was cool is i did have some friends send me (laughs) and not the broadcast but Uh it would be tiktoks afterwards oh so where people had been there i guess were watching the show yeah i mean let's be honest i kind of stand above everybody if you if you pan a camera around you're gonna see my face because i'm like mostly taller than most people yeah and so um Anyway, that's that was fun. So, but let's. I mean, I, I, we'll talk a little bit about AEW. Um, you know, you you'll know some of the AEW guys because they're WWE the, guys yeah, that yeah. have just kind of transferred over. Chris Jericho, know him, first yeah. AEW champion. Yep. Um, so you got Chris Jericho, you got Cody Rhodes that basically started the company. Mm-hmm. Um, Dusty Rhodes' son, Dustin Rhodes' brother. Dustin yeah. Rhodes is still with AEW. Okay. Cody Rhodes is back with WWE. We've talked about that mm-hmm. uh, on the show before. And then, um, I mean, just just a bunch of other guys. Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. He's he was Brian, huge. He's Brian Danielson he's Brian now. Brian Danielson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson. Married to one of, the, one of the Bella twins. Yep, he's married to a Bella twin. Um, and then you've got... Uh, John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli. I I don't know what that was. Who was that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. He was in WWE? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah. know him. Yeah. Um, so he was Cesaro. You know, you oh, know Cesaro. Him as Cesaro. Okay. Should have just said Cesaro. Sorry. Strongest man. Sorry. And then John Moxley, what was his name in WWE? Do we remember, ever remember man. that? I can't remember. Let's, 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 let's peek around. Yeah. Uh, but Christian. You know Christian? Yeah, Christian. Edge is, he, Edge is, is Edge on there too? Edge is not on here. Okay. Um, but Christian, um, he, he's he got a, he's doing this little gimmick where he's got a, like a son that, uh, that he's playing or something. He's got a, like a, he's basically mentoring a younger kid. Okay. So Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. yeah. So it was Dean Ambrose. It was Seth Rollins and it was. Uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, and they were the shield, the shield, and they yeah. they were kind of a faction for a long time, and they kind of ruled WWE for a couple of years, yes. and then they all kind of split apart. And of course, Roman Reigns has been champion now for in WWE for many years, and it seems like for many years, yeah, too long in my opinion. Anyway, but you, you got all that going on, so that's that's Dean Ambrose was probably to me one of the one of the one of the best fighters of the three. 
Yeah, I, I mean, as far as wrestling goes, no doubt. Yeah, as far as wrestling goes, no doubt. He's he's very good at what he does. Um, and and he he's just fun to watch. What was funny though is uh, is you had uh, you had um, Claudio Cesaro, whatever uh, you want to call him. Yeah. And uh, and and he got in. He, well, actually, it was uh, it was Daniel Bryan got into the match, and one of the other guys, and they started showing off their you know their old school wrestling moves, the uh -huh. arm bars and the flips oh, and the yeah. counters, and basically in the ring on the mat skills. Uh -huh. And uh, and you know people were like yeah, and then all of a sudden Dean Ambrose <laughs> walks in with it was a triple th uh, triple threat threat match, yeah, uh -huh. and. Uh, and so uh, Dean Ambrose walks in, and just slaps the guy across the face. He's like, <laughs> like we're, not, "We're not doing that traditional doing stuff. That? We're 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 here. To, we're here to we're here to fight. So um, <laughs> here to entertain. Yeah, it was pretty good. So anyway, so yeah, just to just to kind of sum that up, great night in Huntsville. Um, a lot of uh, you know star, a lot of stars there. Um, yeah. So whether you watch WWE or AEW, you know you'll recognize um, these guys. And then Revolution coming up uh, on Sunday. Yeah. At uh, at eight p.m. Eastern, okay, it's going to be a pay per view, and so that you'll see uh, the Young Bucks, which some guys know if you watch independent promotion. Uh, the Young Bucks have always been kind of independent guys. Um, they helped start AEW with Cody Rhodes, and so now they call themselves the EVPs, the Executive Vice Presidents. Uh, so they walk okay. around with suits and that whole yeah. And then they're going to be fighting Sting and uh, Darby Allen, who has been Sting's tag team partner through the whole thing. Apparently. Um, Darby Allen for real um was the one that kind of brought Sting back. Okay. Uh when Sting's like said, a hey, family friend or something. I don't know their out? connection, but he mentions the, you know, he's mentioned on the podcast previously that he was at Sting's house okay. and they were wrestling around. I don't know if Sting was mentoring him or coaching him or taking lessons or I don't know. Um, but uh, Darby is the one that that talked Sting uh into coming back into wrestling the last three or four years. Mm. And um and Sting said I don't want singles. I don't want anything. I want tag and I want Darby Allen as my partner. And so they did it. And they basically, you know, from the show the other night, they're a lot of times they'll cut through, cut kayfabe, you yeah. know, sometimes. And, um, they made an announcement that they're letting sting go out on his own terms. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to You heard retire. it right here. WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan, Sting, it's going to happen. I think so. You think it's going down? I doubt it. But it'd be fun if it was. I think it would be something fun to watch. I think it would be awesome. I, th I mean, I think just just some of the throwback guys bringing back some legacy talent. I don't know. I don't know if they got the money to do it. I don't know if people would be willing to do it. Yeah. Um, but a, a Sting, just a one final go for both of them. That'd be pretty cool, man. Would be cool. Because they were both pretty much the leaders in both the, in, in, you know, I guess NWA or, or WCW and WWE or WWF at the time, so yeah, that's cool. They're man. gonna be the faces of both programs. So if you're uh, if you're looking around, feel free to tune into AEW Revolution. Uh, gonna be some good matches. Samoa Joe over there, a lot of people know him. Uh, Hangman Adam Page. Just wrapping this segment up, Steve. Uh -huh. There's a guy who's a heel at AEW named MJF. Yeah, yeah, and so MJF is. I mean. One of the best heels that we've had since like the Attitude Era. Yeah. Now, I'll throw this out there. He's got some language. A little potty mouth. Yeah, you got to be careful with his language, but <laughs> great, great on the mic. All right, look, coming up in a few moments, we're going to talk college basketball, women's and men's. Big day in basketball. We'll come back in a moment and discuss it right here on Gridiron Grits.
It's Gridiron and Grits. I'm the Jinx Man. He's Johnny Smokes. Our first segment, we talked about the AEW wrestling organization where Jonathan was able to go and enjoy some wrestling this past week. Now, you were at the Von Braun Center. And uh, before we move on to basketball, let's talk a little bit about that. You said earlier, hey, there's something I just like about that place. What is it? I said it was tied to food, Steve. It is. And it here's is. the deal. It's not about the food. Look, the food at the concession stand's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. You're gonna have your chicken finger basket. Okay. You're gonna have your fries. Yeah. You're gonna have your nachos. Your standard. Just your standard fare. Mm-hmm. You got they got funnel cakes. That, I mean, that's that's a little extra. It's pretty good. A little extra. But the but the ticket, here's the real ticket. Here's the insider. If you're if you find yourself in Huntsville, yeah, and you're going to a concert or a show or a sporting event. Go into the Von Braun Center. They're attached to the Von Braun Center in the mm-hmm. same complex yeah. is a restaurant at the, at the center. Attached to it. Okay. It is on campus. All right. It's called Rhythm on Monroe. And so Rhythm Monroe, Monroe. Monroe's the street that they're on, okay. obviously. All right. So Rhythm is, you know, hey, we've got music. It's kind of a music theme event. They got okay. the they got a music hall there. They've got a concert hall there. And they've okay. got the Von Braun Center. And so this restaurant is attached to all of them and so you can go in you can make reservations you can eat that's the one thing that you that you miss at most other venues is you're hungry and you're usually rushing let's say it's like a thursday night concert yeah Yeah. a seven o'clock you get off work at five and you're rushing around to try to get there and sometimes you got to travel an hour to get there Mm -hmm. and you're just you know you're, you're you're busting your butt to do it yeah well, this place, man, you can call and make reservations. You pop up, you get there at 5.30, you eat, do your thing, hit the show at 7, bada-bing, bada-boom. You ain't got to worry about anything So else. do you have to make reservations, or does it just make more sense to make reservations? If you're going to have a crew with you. Yeah. So if you're going to have four or five people, you've got to make reservations. Okay. All um, right. Now, they have, a, they have a bar area that's first come, first serve. So if okay. you're by yourself or, like, just you and another person, you mm-hmm. can probably squeeze in at the bar, you know, yeah. or wait a couple minutes till a bar seat comes open. But if you want to eat that night, just go on their website and make a reservation. Now, if you want something besides popcorn and pretzels and, and you know, chicken fingers and fries, you can go there and get you a good meal. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's going to be your standard American fare. Okay. So you're going to have your salads, your steaks, your pork chops, your All fish. Right. Your, you yep. got me. Yep. They had chicken wings. Apparently, we went on Wednesday, and Wednesday is dollar wing night. Yeah. Um, we didn't do the wings. I did the wings the last time. Um, and it's I just, I haven't had a bad meal. So really? Just throwing that out there. Hey, that's highly started. unusual. I've never, I've never been to a venue that had that. And see, that's the thing about our show, Jinx, is we're going to give you the tips and tricks. Oh, yeah. That the other sports shows aren't. We, and we it's like, because we like food. We like to eat. There's no doubt about that. It is unusual. Speaking of unusual, John, I just saw this uh, post yesterday on the web, and it just basically said, Kalen DeBoer, the new coach at the University of Alabama, new head coach, um, doesn't curse on the field when it comes to coaching. Gotcha. He's not a cusser. He's not. It's not part of his stick when it comes to. Now look, I, I was thinking back to all my years of whether it be youth baseball. And it wasn't quite as bad in early baseball, but when I got older, you'd have a little more language. And the saltier, the older I got, the saltier it got when it came to coaches and the things that come out of their mouth and and, and the way they coach, especially on the football field, especially defensive coordinators on the football field. I don't know why that's always a thing, but a little rough and tough, you know, and and they they kind of talk kind of nasty to you at times. I had a I had a couple of coaches through the years mm-hmm. that were not they they didn't talk like that. Um, but it's just sort of a 
You've used the word standard fare a couple of times on our show, and it's sort of standard fare when it comes to coaches. You're just going to get that. But Kalen DeBoer says, no, that's not how I do it. It's just not my thing. I'm not, he said, I'm not trying to, you know, it's, it's not like he's out criticizing other coaches. It's just not the way he rolls. Yeah, and that's what, that, that you know, leading back to what you were saying, it was uh, on the next round, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a radio show here, yeah. in, but, but, well, I say here, based here in Alabama, but based out of the Birmingham area. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, his, his quote exactly was, it, th- to me, there's a fire, don't get me wrong. There's a fire and there's a competitive, competitiveness that the guys see. I think that they see that in the workouts, and they feel that in how we meet in our team meetings and the sa- the standard that exists. It's still the same standard, just messaged a different way. Okay, I so. like it, man. I like that. Sounds good to me. I, I mean, look, huge I mean, standard. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. So that's something I wanted to throw out there. Um, Another thing, I don't know much about it, John, and I'm throwing stuff at you real quick. I know you've got fast fingers this on the like keyboard. This is like the spaghetti wall. It you're is. throwing it. Let's, Just seeing let's what sticks. It. Yeah. So one of the things I heard about today was that the NCAA, when it comes to football next year, I heard it yesterday, actually, but they're, they're, they were saying that football is going to be a little different, some slight changes. One of those changes, maybe not next year, but in the future, is going to be a two-minute warning. Have you heard that? Uh, I only heard it from you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so so uh, the athletic is reporting that uh, the committee has proposed the creation of the two minute warning, um, and you know for second and fourth quarters like the NFL. Um, so, really, what do you we'll think see. about that? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't really know much about it. You you, you said that you had some guys that were that were kind of giving it a little praise, huh? Yeah, the, the people I was listening to on the radio were talking about just how they, they were like, man, it's about time. And I'm going, wait a minute, I don't even know if we need that. But I, I guess it's okay. I don't care either way. Um, it's another timeout uh, that you don't have to take a timeout for. So I guess that's an advantage. I, I mean, I, I'm used to it in the NFL. It's just always, there's so many things that you, you know, there's a slight differences in NFL and the college game as far as the rules. And that's one of them that's always been there as far as long as I can remember the two-minute warning. But, I don't know. There's probably some other things that they're trying to throw in the mix. So just basically Steve Shaw, uh, the secretary rules editor, um, said in NCAA announcement that apparently the two-minute warning helps broadcast partners to avoid the back-to-back media timeouts. Hmm. So I guess just I guess if you get down towards the end of the game, yeah. you know, then then to keep I don't know it must help the game and the broadcast flow a little bit more smooth. Well, let's be honest, that's what it comes down to. That's the money right there. The broadcast is where the money's at. Right. I mean, and they've been trying to make you know they've been trying to create rules to limit the game, make the game faster. You know, uh, kind of to to kind of shorten the time frame of the game overall because of the broadcast factor mm-hmm. taking up too much time and being being able to control that. You know how long the game actually goes. So okay, a little just a little football tidbit there. I was just kind of curious about. I didn't know if you. Paid attention to I, that. I had not seen that, but this uh, uh, this article saying helmet communication. Um, is also part of that rule. So being able to talk to one player on the field through a helmet. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, that would cut off at the 15-second mark. And there's also the been – well, apparently there's also been an, an, an iPad, uh, like, restriction, and now they're going to allow tablets to be used on the field now. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of – Not guess on the field, but on the sideline. They're side going line. straight NFL then. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. very NFL-like. Well, might as well. That's what's happening next for all the players, so I guess they can just get them used to it. Right. Yeah. So, 
Well, that's true. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about was just something because it kind of caught me off guard. I was like, two minute warning. That's crazy. Another thing that we were going to discuss is LSU women's basketball. Yeah. Now, the reason we're going to discuss it, we talked about it briefly. I think it was last week. And one of the things we said we got to talk about this week is you, you said these words. And I, if I'm going to just kind of quote here, but you said, look, if you don't know about LSU women's basketball, where have you been? Because there's things going on that you need to be paying attention to. Yeah. I mean, things going back to last fall. Let's let's start. Let's start. Okay. Um, You're looking at probably the quickest coach to close to 700 wins ever in Kim Mulkey. She built up the program over at Baylor. They mm-hmm. were a powerhouse. I mean, she's won multiple national championships with them. Yeah. And then she decides, I guess, to come home. Maybe she's closer to home. I'm not sure. I don't know the tie there. Um, so she moves home and has really kind of upended their program. So Mulkey's sort of a fly under the radar kind of kind of gal. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you and I both know she's not a fly under the no. fly under the radar. Flamboyant. She, she's she's flamboyant. She uh she likes to dress up. Mm-hmm. Um she'll she'll wear, you know, different things, um, like boas and different things yeah. on the side of the court. Um so it's it's interesting to see. I saw one one outfit um uh, where she had um kind of like uh it was like gold shimmer um with with different colored hearts on it. Um, and just, you know, just different things. She'll have sweaters that are, you know, carved with a, with a, not carved, but woven yeah. with a, uh, Bengal tiger in them. So, yeah, she's not scared to throw some feathers out there. I mean, she's a, she's a flashy dresser. So as far as the team, I know that there's, there's certain superstars and in, in college basketball, but you don't, you know, really until they get to the NBA, you don't hear as much about them except just maybe during the, you know, March madness. But Angel Reese has been one of those stars in women's basketball that is really, Taking women's basketball. Now, look, the, the girl at Iowa, uh, is it Iowa State or Iowa? I can't remember that. The girl that's just so famous for scoring so many points. She's she's so famous, I don't remember her name right now. And that's horrible, I know. But Angel Reese, I do know. I've seen her a lot. Yeah, so Angel Reese, she's, uh, she's, she's been on the court. And that's the thing about uh, uh, LSU. You know, they've kind of really come back and kind of set the standard for everybody else. Um, but Angel, she, the, the, here's, the, here's the dichotomy, though is Angel missed a four-game span back in the fall. Four games. Yeah. You don't just miss four games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something came up. And so that was one of the things that, that Kim Mulkey was, you know, she, she, she like played hardball with the media, uh, very Nick Saban-ish um, in, in trying to keep uh, the Angel Reese saga at bay and, uh, and to keep people from talking about her um, while she was out, and then they've had other, you know, players. I feel like she doesn't take much crap mm-hmm. um, because they've had other players that are just gone. They're there one day, gone the next. So she just knocks them and out. She and she doesn't say anything about them. I gotta apologize, to all the Caitlin Clark fans out there. They're like, dude, how you gonna, how you gonna down? I wasn't trying. I'm just saying, in the SEC, we know about Angel Reese. She's she's a star. Yeah. So there you go. Women's basketball, it's growing. I, I've still, John, tell me. What's it, what's it going to take to get me to sit down and just dive into women's basketball? Um, I would start with some of the, uh, like some of the Instagram clips. Okay. That's where I'd start. All right. It's going to kind of pique your interest. Okay. And then once you get into some of those Instagram clips, some of the short clips, you'll be hooked. I'm going to do it. I'm going to dive in to see what I can do. Listen, talking about basketball on the way in a few moments, we got a big day today in NCAA basketball and some food notes that I got to share with you later on on Gridiron and Grits. Thanks for being with us. 
It's the greatest combination known to man. Sports and food. Don't go anywhere. Gridiron and Grits is still cooking. Welcome back to Gridiron and Grits. I'm the Jinx Man. Along with Johnny Smokes, we would like to thank you for listening to us every single week. And, John, as we get into it, we, we got the name Gridiron and Grits. Now, the name itself talks about the gridiron, talking about football specifically, and also grits, which is kind of just a name we threw out there for food. But I'm pretty passionate about grits, John. Well, it's a morning show. It is. So we, talk, we, we need morning food. That's right. Breakfast. And- What's the most breakfast food that's synonymous with the South? Grits. Grits. That's right. You don't believe me? Watch a watch a movie uh, about about lawyers in the South. Yes. Yeah. My cousin Vinny. Oh, basically the whole movie is based on grits. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Now look, you don't have to know it. If you grew up in the South, you know what grits are. And so I remember my first recollection of grits, John. I, I had them at my own house, but Aunt Lila Bell used to keep me, and, and she would have her grits were a little bit lumpy, but she served them with Coca Cola for breakfast with some burnt Koneka sausage. It was burnt every time. The grits were lumpy every time, and there was Coca-Cola ice cold every time. And the, the the grits were not perfect, but I would take a ball of grits and put it in my mouth and swish it around with that Coca-Cola, take a piece of that burn-in sausage. That's my first recollection, John. Yeah, the best. I mean, those flavors still carry a little something in your heart. They I do. Feel. It's it's not my it's not my favorite. It's not what I would just go to, but it brought me back to the beginning when grits entered into the picture for me. Now, Mama always cooked them, but not like you know, not like that. Now. Years later, I'm going to fast forward and we'll get back into it. But like when I was in high school, I would stay at my friend's house uh, during the, I, I was, I traveled around a lot in high school. I, I would stay at different people's houses because my parents loved me. They didn't care if I just wanted to go stay with friends. I, I went to a school in a neighboring town. I didn't get to, you know, I didn't actually stay at my home a lot during my senior couple, last couple junior, senior years. Anyway, getting to the point, Miss Pat Fur used to fix cheese grits in them. I never had cheese grits in my life. Mom always had butter and salt. That was it. Yeah. But when I had cheese grits for the first time, Miss Pat made them. She, she cooked them upright. And man, ever since then, I've been, that's the only way I like them. Now I can eat them just butter and salt. You give me a cheese grit and I, I'm, 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 I'm owned. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump back All right. on the, uh, Let's go back. on the memory train with All you. Right. I think my earliest recollection, and I hate this, but I don't hate it at the same time. Okay. My earliest recollection was was breakfast special double grits. Breakfast and, special double grits. And we're talking about Jack's. Yeah. One of the only fast food places around that will give you grits for breakfast. By the way, owners of Jack's, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear you. And, Have you as a sponsor. And the and the grits were butter and salt. And you could doll you could doll them up with a little bit of pepper, but as far as grits go, they were hard to beat at the time. Now they've gotten a little watery. They're not bad, you know, but they were hard to beat at the time. And that's my earliest recollection. Now, then you jump two steps he- ahead, and I, I know I've told you this story, mm-hmm. but I remember I guess probably seventh or eighth grade, and we're having a little basketball camp out or all the basketball players. We had a young coach, and yeah. I guess he just cared to 
to pour into young young guys at the time and <laughs> yeah. he he uh he took us camping um and it was at it was at a a local farm area uh-huh. and uh, and they put that big cast iron pot over the oh, fire first man. thing in the morning come on and they cranked those grits ain't up. that the best breakfast man on the camp yeah right? you know what they did though Steve? what did they do i think i've told you this but they took those little cheese cubes oh man they dropped those cheese cubes down in like the boiling pot of grits and you got little uh little chunks of cheese and then they took fried bologna what and dropped little pieces of fried bologna down in there. So you had cheesy bologna grits. Wow. Did they did they burn the bologna a little bit? Oh, little yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta have a little crispiness to yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to just throw it on the pan. You gotta get no. a little brown. Okay. So there's my first recollection. Now, let's go back to cheese grits. Wow. Man, I don't want to move past that right there. That sounds pretty good. Oh, brother. In a big old cast iron Dutch oven style. You know what though? The, the, the Jack's grits aren't bad. I'll get them every now and then. I'll, I'll get that. I, I got to throw this out there since we're before I dive backwards. And here's here's how I like to fix cheese grits. I'll get into that story in a second. I'm telling you, they're some of the best cheese grits you'll ever have. But I, and, and going to Jack's on occasions, I'll get these, uh, I'll get their, you know, the special comes with gravy, grits, bacon or sausage, and biscuits and eggs. Mm-hmm. That's the special. I mean, it's pretty full. It's a pretty full plate. What happens is that gravy, because I'm pretty rough and I drive an old truck that bounces around, that gravy will splash over into my grits. And I never knew. I've always heard grits and gravy in a hush your mouth. I've always heard that. Man, there's that gravy on top of the grits mixed in there. I didn't even, I mean, I'm telling you, just until the past couple of weeks, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I don't know how I missed out so long. Yeah. That's fine right there. Yeah, I, I had this as a child. I had this thing where I would just mix everything together. Yeah. But specifically. So you had your eggs. Yeah. You crumble up your bacon on crumble top of the eggs. Okay, I got you. You ladle mm-hmm. the gravy, then you ladle the grits. Man. All together. And it's kind of, I guess people would call it a grit bowl. But yeah. no, it was good. How did I go so many years I want to talk to my mom and them about this. How did I go for so long and not have grits and gravy together? I, that now that's one thing I don't know. That's just now. I'll be honest. I was pretty picky eater. You can't tell by looking at, it, but I was, and I wouldn't. I wasn't real crazy about gravy and biscuits till later on in life, and so maybe that's the reason why. What about? I'm just gonna throw this out there because I don't know, and maybe you don't either. But what about like red eye gravy or or, or just take tomato gravy mixed in with grits? Is that good? Now, red-eye gravy mixed in with grits is a little bit different. Okay. It tastes like greasy coffee grits. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, Tomato gravy, I don't think I've ever mixed it with grits. It sounds like it might be all right. Now, there has been a... uh, You and I recently tried a dish that Mm -hmm. had grits on the bottom (laughs) of it. That had a tomato-based roux that you could almost call a tomato gravy. It really was. But it also had butternut squash on there. It had butternut squash and mushrooms. Yeah. Man. That was a totally different dish. I liked it to the grits were fire. They were, they were. All right, so here's what you do with your grits. Look, and I don't. I will eat on occasions if I'm in a if I'm in a tight pinch. I'll get those instant grits and I'll eat them. And look, they're all right. They're not bad. My daughter loves them. Yeah, she'll choose them every day if you give if you give her That's the her opportunity. Option. That's her option. Look, there, there's now you got just stone ground hominy grits. You got all kind of different kind of grits on the store on the store aisles. But what I get. Is a quick grit. Now, when I was growing up, mama wouldn't go in. She wouldn't do anything but, but a Jim Dandy quick grit. That's what she did. But I, I and as I gotten older, 
I, I've gotten to where I like the uh, the Quaker grits. And then there's a great value brand as well. Okay, quick grits. I'm telling you, man, they're smooth. And and thing I like about the quick grits, they don't take them as long. And it still tastes like a grit. They don't taste quite as, quite as I don't know. It's just one of those Southern things. I was like, no step. You know, I think it was a quote from my cousin Vinny said, no self-respect in Southern eats instant grits. I, I kind of feel that way, but I will eat them. If I can get a quick grit, I feel like I've got a solid grit. And then what I do is I dop, I, I put salted butter. It's got to be salted butter. Yeah. I can deal with margarine. I can deal with whatever. But you can get you a, a stick of that salted butter, Land O'Lakes, whatever. And it's got to be that good salted butter. And then I take one slice or two, depending on the size of the pot of grits, of American cheese and throw in there. And then I pour a bunch of, we use Cheddar Jack. So we pour a bunch of that in there. Salt it down really good. If you put try to do it without salt, you might as well just throw them out there with the wash water. You nobody want that. Mm-hmm. You got to have some salt in there, and it'd be mm-hmm. pretty salty. And there you go. That's a perfect grit. You stir them up real good, where it's almost like a soup, but you don't want any lumps. No lumps. Let me just go on to say that again. No lumps. You do not want lumps in your grits. You want cre- creamy, smooth creamy. grits. That's right. Nobody want no lumps in your grits. I did it when I was three and four years old, taking that Coca Cola and swishing around the lumps. But that's not the way you prefer. You want them smooth. You like a good Coca-Cola lump. I do. <laughs> What's that even mean? <laughs> but I do like a smooth grit. I'm serious about that. That's 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 real deal talking now. I mean, that's that's serious. That, and, if I got a, any breakfast in the world, if I can have cheese grits, I can deal with everything so else. So you, you said Colby Jack. Did we talk about any other kind of cheese you're putting in there? That's all I put. But you can put whatever. You don't put any other kind of cheese in there? On occasions? To go ahead and break out the real secret. But these people want the real secrets. That's it. Just Colby Jack. Hoop cheese. Hoop cheese. You know what you told me the other what day? What did I tell you? You said you put one slice of American in there. I did. I said that earlier. Oh, I said I said okay. two slices. Yeah. Two slices. Okay. So you put, you put some American. Because that's something about, you know, my, my wife always says that American cheese isn't real cheese. She's got to hang up on that. It's not, but it's delicious. I bro. love it. I love it. Look, it saved soldiers back in the day. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. I like I like American cheese and it's good in some cheese grits. Uh, so that's our grit discussion for the day. Fix yourself some cheese grits, and uh, maybe we'll have some. Maybe we'll do a live broadcast one day and we'll have some cheese grits for y'all to come sample. <laughs> Why not for y'all to come sample? That'd yeah, be awesome. That's it. We got to we got to get a, a grit sponsorship. So we, we do can need have to somebody do, that. To do it. Maybe we can have make us a big big pot of uh of uh just over the fire cheese grits oh man look there's things that get on my mind during the week and i think we got to talk about that i wanted to just say this is why gridiron and grits is here because we love food we love southern food and we love to eat and one of the things that i had to talk about in the beginning probably because my wife said y'all ain't even talked about grits yet then she's right but we have now and there you go that's how much i love grits get you some quick grits some cheese some butter some salt Stir it up. Make yourself happy. And listen, I'm, I'll be the guy. I know it ain't Southern. But in a pinch, yeah, the Instagram will do. Just throwing that out there. Instagram. Look, I'll tell you what. We may have to try an Instagram next segment. I'm just saying. Instagram ain't that bad. Instant, instant cheese grits. I'm telling you, for what they, for what they are, like you said, they, they're not going to be phenomenal. They're not going to be creamy. They're not going to be – they're not gourmet. Yeah. But in a pinch, uh-huh. they're better. They're they're better than having no grits at all. Okay, all right, I like it. I had shrimp and grits over the weekend at a wedding last weekend. Man, I need to take you to a place that does a loaded grit bowl in the morning. Yeah, 
We're talking about grits, cheese, bacon, and then you know what they'll do? Some crumble conecta. They'll top that thing off with blackened shrimp. What? Good gracious. Grit iron and grits. We'll continue in a moment. I got to do some grits. Steve, well, let me tell you. So, oh, oh man, golly! I'm I'm just I'm sitting here almost miserable. Can now. you believe how many how much grits we ate in just like five minutes right there? <laughs> it's a lot. We ate a lot of food in that little segment. I mean, that, it was a it was a lot, a lot, a lot more we should have probably. Yes. So we talked about grits before, and we John Johnny couldn't help it. He had to run to the kitchen, made up some some uh, had some cheese grits instant well, and the cool thing was is they had that microwave ready here at the station for, <laughs> sure did. for it to go got it ready man look it, it was good it was fine good job on that all right That'd so tell me what you think um i think uh i'm impressed with first of all the fact that cheese grits are edible and they are good they, they were pretty good i ain't gonna lie um the you had you gave me two different kinds we had a yeah. cheddar we did cheddar yep we had a three cheese that's gonna be ella kate's favorite is gonna be cheddar that's right. my so, daughter. See, that's good because me and Ella Kate are going to hang out together. I'll eat the three cheese and she can have she the cheddar. She can eat the cheddar. Now, yeah. I like both of them, but if I had my, my preference, Your I'd druthers. go with three cheese. Your that's dr- right. Is it, it's druthers? That's what my, my mama always said. If I, I had my druthers. That's because you're smothers. If I had my druthers. My druthers. I've heard that. that ain't, that's not something we use a lot. But it's if I had my druthers. Ra- oh, okay. Like, Rather, like you get the yeah, option. I'd, I'd rather, rather have, have this, yeah. But we just like Chester drawers. Yeah, we shorten it down to. If I had my druthers, druthers, I always kind of pronounce it with the with the u. Druthers. druthers. If I had, had my, my druthers. druthers, if I had my own. Uh, anyway, sorry, I did not mean to derail that. That's all right. It don't take much to get us off course. Now speaking of off course, we were on course with at breakfast. Yes. So you just gave a little sampling, man. Yeah, that was just that was look, imagine what me and you could do in a kitchen. Man. If we, we could eat, I know that. If we really put our minds. So here's to what it. we had. I'm gonna just go ahead and throw this out there. What we had. We had cheese grits, and then you said, Hold on, I got this right here. And then you you brought up this orange roll. Yes. Now I didn't make that. No. That's from a local baker, but the, she yes. did a fine job. Yes, she did. And that was good. And then, it was one of my favorites, by the way, any holiday, like when Christmas, Thanksgiving, usually Christmas for sure, sometimes Thanksgiving, but definitely Christmas, that's our Christmas morning feast is orange rolls. Ooh. We do orange rolls, and, and if at my house, we'll do orange rolls. Sometimes mama will cook a pot of grits, and then she'll do, uh, she'll do the, uh, you know, little sausage balls. That's what we have for oh, Christmas Oh, I morning. love a good sausage ball. Who makes your orange rolls? Like, are they like homemade? No, no. She just pops them out the can right there. Oh, like the little. Pillsbury. That's right. Just pop them out. I got you. We, we're good with those. But now those They're you just good. gave me, that, that we just had was fine. But then you said, we got to do another thing. I said, take this tractor another round. You did. And what did you do? You pulled out some. We had some sobbing syrup. You sobbing syrup. And tell everybody what that is in case they don't know. It's for it's for syrup that you sop up your biscuit with. We're not you know talking. How, we're not know, talking like but, Miss Butterworth. We're not nah, talking about that kind of stuff. We're not talking about, we're not talking about like pancake, pancake syrup. syrup. That's different. 
We're talking about syrup. You sop, you know how you sop your gravy up with your biscuit yeah. if there's any gravy on oh, the plate, yeah. or especially if you got like a roll, yeah. you want to sop that up. Well, that's what you do with a syrup. You, a little, you, little bit thicker. Yeah, you, but you use your biscuit to sop it up. I did. Twice. And so we had a little biscuit, and we had some good old classic kind of clear sopping syrup. Yeah. And then we had some of that dark sopping syrup, some of that sagram. You can throw names out there. I don't care. I, don't I, ain't, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Don't do it. But yeah, we did. We had some of that. So it's sort of like a corn syrup mixed with uh, with a cane syrup mixed with honey. And molasses. And molasses. Man, it's good. It's a, it's a, it's, it's the, rich. what they call the perfect mix, mixture of syrups. Well, that that you gave me, and I've had it before, it wasn't quite as, wasn't quite as thick and heavy as what I'm used to. On a sopping syrup. I got you. But I liked it. I liked it. It was light. A lot of people go, so so here in the South, pe- people go with just a regular corn syrup for their pecan pies. Mm-hmm. People say that this is a game changer for the pecan pie. Yeah. Matter of fact, they've even started producing pecan they pies. They make their own pecan pies. You're going to try that yeah. and give, it to us, give us a little update next I time. I will. I'll do that. Man, it was but, fine. What a breakfast. Now, if you got your perfect breakfast real quick before we go into basketball, perfect breakfast. Well, it's going to be, it's, it, I, I, I can't, I can't do just one. I'll do two. All right, go ahead and give me two. So the first one is going to be a gravy biscuit with crumbled sausage. Mm. Okay. All right, that sounds like good. Like that's going to be, that's like, if there's gravy and biscuit involved, like yes, I'm sir. all about it. I like okay? it. Okay. I like it. Then my second one is going to be probably, and you don't like this, but probably scrambled eggs with cheese, some bacon and a biscuit and some sop and syrup. I don't like it, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way it is. Like, yeah, I know. I understand. Like, if I just ate eggs, and it makes me a weirdo, I just don't like eggs, but I do like cornbread and cake, and those have eggs in it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I can yeah. deal with that. And then I'll throw in, of course, a little bowl of American cheese grits with the, uh, with the bacon and the cheese eggs. Okay. I can live with that. So, I guess if you think about an all-star breakfast, that's yeah. kind of what I like. All right. I like it. That sounds good. I, for me, grits, cheese grits, sausage or bacon or both. You get my. And I, matter of fact, I like a little variety. I like a. I like a an array of fried salted meats. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little little fried bologna, crispy. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like. I even like a fried weenie if you got it. You know, if you got if you, ain't, you ain't got nothing else. If you got no no sausage, throw an Oscar Mayer in there or ballpark or whatever. Ooh. Or Brian Juicy Jumbo. Either way. But you got to have some biscuits with it. And just, I'm talking about some good old homemade biscuits or some of those biscuits, biscuits you cooked up earlier, which were not homemade, but they tasted pretty homemade. Yeah. You know, this it's one of those, uh, you get in the bargain bin uh-huh. at the grocery store. Yeah. If you dig deep enough, there'll be some frozen biscuits down you, in there. You did good on that one. You so, did good on you And they said the Southern style, so I thought they can't be too bad, right? Southern style's where it's at. Hey, y'all, we so, got to get into basketball. Because we got just a little while to go before we wrap up this segment. We do want to talk about some, some big matchups today. Now, Auburn, this past week, uh, they played Tennessee. It was a close game. Uh, in the end, Tennessee came out on top. Auburn's, right. a, Auburn's a great basketball team. They're going to, I think, do well in the tournament. Um, Tennessee's stellar. Tennessee's coming to Tuscaloosa to play at Coleman today. 7 o'clock tonight. Ranked number fact. four. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough matchup. The the advantage, the only advantage I can see 
So Alabama scored a lot of points defensively. They're really struggling. Um, I say struggling. They're just not. They're not where they need to be to go into the tournament. But they score so many points. John, they started out the season with three 100 point games, and that was a pretty big deal. People are like, "Oh, this just a, maybe it's just like a fluke kind of thing." But now they've scored nine 100 point games, right? Including this past week against uh, Ole Miss team that you know that was leading for much of the game, and Bama comes back and wins with a hundred, you know, hundred point, hundred points in the game. And yeah. so it's pretty cool. I don't know what to expect tonight. I really don't. I'm kind of nervous about it, to be honest. Yeah, I know the same thing, same thing. And I, and, and I mean, I, I hope to see Alabama come in and, and give Tennessee a run. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. Yeah. Maybe them be on their A game, but uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. So you got that game. You got Mississippi State and Auburn taking on each other. That's at three o'clock today. That'll be another big game, man. Be a big game. What other games are going on around the country? Yeah, Florida, South Carolina. That's going to be huge. Yeah, uh, eleven a.m. Yeah. Uh, tip off. At, uh, that's good. That's going to be a big game. Eighteen. Uh, South Carolina ranked eighteen. Florida ranked number twenty-four. A good Florida um, team too. And then of course the the Midwest battle, Kansas and Baylor. I guess you could. Well, Texas said in Midwest, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> seven. Uh, Kansas ranked number seven. Baylor ranked number fifteen. That's going to be at noon uh, today. And then uh, more SEC matchups, Arkansas and Kentucky, twelve uh, thirty, and uh, that's gonna be that's gonna wrap up your your SEC play. Well, go back about twenty years. That Arkansas Kentucky game be one to watch, wouldn't it? Boy, that would have been one to watch for sure. Man, well, there you go. There's your college basketball going on today, and it's been fun hanging out with y'all. Listen, we have talked sorghum and biscuits. We've talked grits. We've talked a little wrestling. A little bit of everything, and uh, we, we even talked women's basketball, which I never thought I would do on a show, but I'm glad we are, man. I'm learning, and I'm going to go home and watch some Instagram and try to try to catch some of the highlights and kind of get into this women's basketball craze that's going on. Yeah, we had a, we had a listener reach out and just say, hey, you know, if you if if you want to help Jinx out, send him uh, some of these clips, and so that's what I'm going to do. I'll send you some clips over, okay, uh, and just kind of watch and take a look at and kind of. Get yourself up to speed with some of this women's basketball, and man, you'll be hooked. You'll well, man, be hooked. It's like softball. I love women's softball. I really do. Listen, speaking of uh, things we love, we love to get out there and do this every single week. It's been fun. We, we're on at six o'clock till seven every single Saturday morning on WJDB in Thomasville, Alabama. But we also have some other avenues people can go and find us, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be able to find us on, on Spotify and hopefully Apple Podcasts pretty soon. Just search us up, Gridiron and Grits. Uh, the first three episodes are already there, mm-hmm. and uh, this episode will be on there as soon as it goes off the air here in Thomasville. There you go, man. So, yeah, be sure and check us out and spread the word, too. And, and join us on Facebook and uh, stay in, up to date on things going on there. We'll be kind of posting. Usually the week the week of, we'll post kind of what we're going to be talking about or think we're going to talk about that week. And also uh, spread the word to get the news out about us being on Spotify and Apple, man. That's pretty cool and another avenue for us to – Enjoy doing our show, but get it out to more people that maybe can't pick us up in Thomasville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, the the main thing is, is we just want to have fun here. Um, it's like like uh, kind of our our intro talks about just two men talking about sports and food, and that's <laughs> that's what we want to do. That's we, it, man. We want to we want to bring a little laughter to your. Uh, to your Saturday morning or, or now whenever you're listening to us. And yeah. so um, that's the that's the big thing. And we're also going to incorporate things that uh, are meaningful to us and meaningful to um, not only our lives, but our families and things that we think is funny, you know, yeah. as they happen. So And you're not going to hear it. Look, you're not going to hear us on here potty-mouthing and have it. We just don't do that. That's not who we are. And 
And we're not on here acting like we're experts in, in any field of sports because we're not. We're just fans and we, we love we love sports and, and we love food. And that's kind of what the whole deal is about us getting together and just sharing with you. So. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, and uh, I, th- I think uh, when I was uh, when when I was looking at some of the podcast stuff, I described our show as uh, talking about two of the top priorities in, in the South: sports uh-huh. and food. You know, just right under our faith and family. And so, yeah. that's four things that we kind of we kind of hold near and dear. And so, that's that's really what we are. And that's and that's what you're you're going to find as as we continue on. He's Johnny Smokes. I'm the Jinx Man. We appreciate you being with us every single week. Be sure and tune in and help spread the word and get the news out there about what we're doing. We love y'all. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week right here on Gridiron and Grits. And that's the ball game. The Jinx Man and Johnny Smokes are off to the locker room. Stay tuned next Saturday morning for more Gridiron and Grits.